five, four, three, two, one, ignition. We have liftoff. Hello, world. There you are. Hello, I am here. I uh, yes. I am Andy Kimber and you aren't. Who are no. you over there? I'm Fifi! It's just the fabulous Fifi, ladies and gentlemen. Back again by popular request. <laughs> Thank you very much. To join the shenanigans tonight. And tonight, uh, it is the song of the book. Which uh, just means basically anything to do with books. But I mean, I'm especially interested in, in stuff to do with particular actual books. Maybe quotes from books or uh, titles of books or authors or that sort of thing. But, you know, it's a bit of this, it's a bit of that. And if you're lucky, it's a bit of the other. And we'll go with one of yours first. So this is, uh, this is fabulous because you, you're constantly picking things that I don't know, which is really good. And uh, this one by uh, Mr. Elvis, not that one, Costello. Every day I write the book, I'd never heard this before. Haven't you? No. Oh, I think it's absolutely beautiful. What? Sorry, Liz, I'm having a bit of problems. I can't hear myself. In my can't head. you? No. I don't know what's going on with my... Uh, well, I, I should move the microphone a little bit down, bit, down a bit. Hello? There you are, you see? Hello? No, sorry. No, I can't hear. Doesn't matter. No, but I, I really, I like this one. I do. Mm-hmm. I think it's just so beautiful. I, we don't really hear much from Elvis these days, do we? No, he slowed down. He slowed mm. down. But this is when he was with the Attractions. Mm, that's true. Back in the old days. Back, back in, in the, the day. day. Yes. Uh, well, let's hear this. Thank you. The every day I write the book. Uh, when you find strange 
I get it, I get it. Every day he writes the book. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I can hear myself. Splendid. Okay, <clears throat> moving on. Well, shall we... <laughs> I made you jump. Shall we have some contest voices? Let's have some contest voices. Well, these are quite tricky, I think. Well, oh. let me see. Are they tricky or are they not? Mm-hmm. One of them, I, I think, is a very well-known voice. And the other one isn't. Okay. One of them is... Let's say that one of them is an author. Ooh. And one of them is an actor... Hmm. ...who appears in something that is referred to later on in the show. Ooh. So that's a hard one. Here's the easier but still a hard one. I consider the short story the most difficult form of prose writing. And you look perplexed. And who's this? They don't like to travel away from home. They just want to eat and be left alone. Crumbs. <laughs> yeah. It's not easy. It isn't. It's not. It ain't easy. That was, that was a David Bowie song, isn't it? It ain't easy. I'm going to play that for a long time. haven't listened to that for a long time. Oh, that away in the old brain file. Anyway, if you'd like to have a go, ladies and gentlemen, telling us who those voices belong to. I have no Scooby-Doo, which means a clue. <laughs> yes, no Scooby mm. Snacks either. No, none of them either. Uh, if you do have a clue, or if you just want to mouth off at us for some reason, you may text the studio on 011-385-90690, starting your text, please, with FXR. Or you can email the studio, studio at uk. We're here, waiting to take your call. <laughs> Let's play the voices again. I consider the short story the most difficult form of prose writing. I mean, he's probably right. And They don't like to travel away from home. They just want to eat and be left alone. Yeah. They sound good. both American. Yes, I think you're, you're right oh, in oh, that. You're warm cool. up, warm There's up. a little clue, but they, yes, they are both American. Very good. Well done. That's all right. Uh, speaking of things that are American... Yeah. <laughs> Good link there. Alice, Alice Cooper. <gasps> he's a moir. He's a moir? Is it the one... He's not the one he used to do things with bats. No, that's the other... That's the bloke from Burnham. Ozzy Osbourne. He's brought a head off a bat. That's right, I can't remember any of it. I can't remember any of it. No, I can't. Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper, yeah. He used to do... I think he used to do... 
theatrical things on stage mm. that used to upset people. Is that his actual correct name? No. Oh, that's an in. Oh, that's a. Oh, that's a, that's a pro- program for the. He future. chose that name to mm. upset his father. Oh dear. Who is a, a, a vicar of some sort. Oh dear, just like Katy Perry's father's in the, in the church. But I don't think, mm. I don't think she chose the name Katy to upset her no, father. No, she didn't. Uh, so no, Alice Cooper, and this is, I have to thank uh, Paul Andrews from work, who helpfully suggests a number of things for this show. This is one of them. And it's very loosely connected, really, because it's, it's Feed My Frankenstein. Ooh, Mr Andrews, really. Mm. And uh, Frankenstein, of course, is a book by Mary Shelley. And so there's the link there. Although I don't think the song is about that at all. It's something much more peculiar. But anyway, it's a good song. And I like Alice Cooper. Mm. Good chap. Yes. And this is, I think this is the one in, uh, in uh, what's it called? Wayne's World. Oh, excellent. When they're, when they're, in, the, when they're <laughs> in the factory, like, are they suddenly, what are we doing here? We've got backstage passes to Alice Cooper. Anyway. <laughs> Feed my Frankenstein, won't you? It's a bit of a slow starter. I suppose you're like any strain to it, but it's stop. here he goes. He's got upset dummies. Yes. He's, He's asking ask for oatmeal in a minute. Oh, is he? Oatmeal. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And here comes dinner. Feed Shut up and let me drink the wine. 
That's a tune, isn't it? Mm. What a song. Well done, Alice. Well done, old Vincent, as he doesn't like to be called. I'll tell you what, maybe Frankenstein is his cat. Well, you never know. Feed my Frankenstein. Maybe he's asking someone to look after his cat while he's away, you know, biting the head off a chicken or something. Maybe that's his name after six o'clock in the evening. My Frankenstein. I don't know. What was the name of his cat? I mean, I think Frankenstein... Actually, Frankenstein was the name of... um, (gasps) Lister's cat in uh, Red Dwarf. Oh, really? Yeah, the one that was pregnant and... Uh, oh, that's yes. brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, those were the days. In space, in the future. Oh, it's in proper good, funny drama. Drama. It wasn't really a drama, was it? It was more of a sitcom. I know. In space. You just don't get them these days. Did you know Friends? I, I did I know you people. Did watch Friends? I, I, at the time, no, I didn't. No, I, can you watch it now? I don't understand. There's a phenomenon going on where young people like it now. Fifteen years ago it finished and youngsters still Ridiculous. like it. I don't understand. And I said, Annabelle likes it. And I said, don't you not, don't you get upset at the casual racism and all the other oh, things no. of the 90s that were... And she says, yeah, there is a lot of that in there, but it's friends. Yeah, no, moving on. Do you know, it's one of those things, if you... I don't know if we've mentioned this before, but if you take the laugh track away from Friends, it becomes very creepy and boring. Mm. Fraser's space be coming back. What's coming back? Fraser. Ah, Fraser. Mm, didn't my Fraser. Sideshow Bob. Because he was a radio man, wasn't he? Was he? Psychologist. Oh, you see, I've never seen that either. That's all right. I don't mind that. Mm. You're doing your ironing in the morning. Clever. Clever. And wasn't Neil Patrick, what's his name in that as well? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. 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 Anywho, yes, anywho. Moving on to mm-hmm. a pick of yours. Now, this is a great song, isn't it? <gasps> well, I had the privilege of seeing him back in the day in Ipswich Town. People didn't start dancing to the last track. Who? Who? who, did he, who Monsieur did he? Elton John. Oh, <laughs> Reggie Dwight. <laughs> yes, that's the one. I think he's fabulous. He is fabulous with a capital fab. Absolutely. And this is Good Bright. Oh. Yellow Brick Road, which is a great song. As a piano player, I appreciate this is a really Mm, good song. mm. And of course it refers to the Wizard of Oz. Have you seen Wicked the Musical? Have not. Mm, Moving on. Do you not... uh, I saw it. You didn't think... I don't know. See, I'm glad really, because everyone raves about it, and I basically don't really like the premise... Which is how can we dig something out of the Wizard of Oz and make more money out of it? Mm, I don't really. I don't. I mean, being a cat lover, I didn't really reflect the idea. It's very clever, well, maybe clever, how they link all the characters from the Wizard of Oz into it and the Wicked, and it was just a bit strange. Well, I don't really. What's, good, good what, songs, but what's strange storyline. Oh, it's because the lion, you see. Right. Yeah, I think you have to watch to see it to understand what oh, I'm gabbling on about. Spoilers. As usual, you know, I'm always gabbling on about something. Spoilers. Yes. Stop gabbling and start listening to Elton John. 
Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. That's not it. Oh, come on. That was going to be a slick link as well. Oh. I put the wrong number in there. Oh, yes, no, it's Yellow Brick Road. Yes. This one. Have you seen Kingsman 2? No. Is it, part of that is that Elton John is being, is being held captive by the villain for her own personal entertainment. Oh, uh, I'll have to give funny. it a little look. He's right into the, into the spirit of the thing. He's very, he's very good. He always joins in. I that enjoy the little, little head rocking left and right. Oh, and know, little it's got to be done. It's got to be done. Great song. Great Lovely song. Doubling. Moving on. What now? <gasps> Is it? Yeah, it's time we push that up. Felix Stowe Radio. 
much more music. There will be much more music, but first let's return to the contest. The contest. Yes, uh, this is proving to be... Has Richie got it yet? Whether he's got it or not has not conveyed that information to me. Has Ali got it? He's not even checked in. Ali hasn't ventured any guesses. My mum has, and is a bit off the beam, to be honest. A bit off the beam with the... With the gender assumptions. I haven't got a clue, listeners. Okay. <coughs> Let's play them again then. Yes, so please. here's this. I consider the short story the most difficult form of prose writing. They don't like to travel away from home. They just want to eat and be left alone. See, I think you might get the first one. If you get the second one, I'll be very, very surprised. Mm, first one. No, it's not happening much happening more, Brian. First one now. is awful. And we are playing a song related to one of his works. There's a gentleman. Oh, yes, see, there's a clue. That helps a lot. He's American and he's male. That's cut down a lot of people, it could be. Is he still alive? I don't think so. (gasps) Oh, what size is his feet? He's very old. 11, 12? I'm not passing to that information. Blue eyes, green eyes, I'm not quite sure. No. Well, no, in fact, he died in 1984. He wasn't very old when he died. No? How old was he, Bray? Age 59. That's nothing. Oh, bless. So, uh, yeah, he didn't look very healthy, to be honest. But he's uh, very, very, very famous. Unlike the other person. Now, if you listen to the second person, Mm -hmm. what she says gives a clue... They don't like to travel away from home. They just want to eat and be left alone. What on earth is she talking about? Well, I don't know. Well, I do know. But anyway, hmm. we had Goodbye Yellow Brick Road there with a reference to The Wizard of Oz mm-hmm. by L. Mm-hmm. Frank Baum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll take your Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. I'll see your Wizard of Oz and I'll raise you to a return to Oz, which was another book by Mr. Baum in the same series. After the success of the first one, he said, well, I'll write another one. And indeed, there's a movie about it as well. And also, there's a song called Return to Oz. Was it as successful as the first one? What? The second version. The second thing? Return to Oz. No. Okay. I don't think so. I mean, to be fair, there are very few things that were as successful as The Wizard of Oz. That's true. Hmm. This is Scissor Sisters now. Do you know oh, Scissor Sisters? I've got a story about the Scissor Sisters. Do you? Oh, do yes, tell, do I tell. Do tell. Well, my delightful Mr G, he was far, far away on business like you do. Yeah. And a friend of mine had a spare ticket to see the Scissor Sisters. No way. And Kylie Minogue introduced them. But the problem was I went to Portobello Road that morning and bought myself a wonderful silver teapot antique, I, my ad. Since you've told me this before. Yes, and then I had to go and find a bag, otherwise they wouldn't let me in and the man said excuse me madam what's in this bag and I said oh hello young man it's a silver antiques teapot oh it's a bit strange isn't it oh that was it I asked you didn't I come some come weeks ago what yes. random thing did you take to a gig yes so it's sister sisters sisters <laughs> there is a link somewhere see please. I don't think to be fair, I don't think anything that you could have bought in that area and taken to a gig would have been too weird for a Scissor Sisters contest. Concert. Concert. 
I think they would appreciate it. Knowing that, uh, you know, they're very into all sorts of uh, things. And I would think that, you know, a a silver teapot would be a very vanilla item to take to one of I think Jake would have been writing, you know, another song about it. Yeah. It could be a great album. The silver teapot. It could be like an an addition to the Narnia franchise. (laughs) I like nothing. The silver chair. (laughs) Now there's a silver teapot as well. (laughs) Yeah, move over, love. Charlie Charlie says you shouldn't... (laughs) Charlie says you shouldn't put the silver teapot on the table. Yeah. Anyway, let's have the return to Oz, Scissor Sisters, from their first album called Scissor Sisters. I like this. And I think that it's got a vibe of Elton John. It's not the same as Elton John, but I think they've got a bit of an inspiration there from Elton. But there is a link because in their second album, Scissor Mm. Sisters did write a song with Elton John. What it was called, I can't remember. And I listeners. think partly because a lot of people said at the time, this one's big Elton John, and it was, um, uh, was it Take Your Mama Out or something? That's it. Take your they mama thought that was very Elton Johnish. But anyway, yes, enough, enough talking, M- more music now. <gasps> Scissor Sisters, return to Oz. Once there was a man. Who had a little too much Time on his hands He never stopped to think That he was getting older But when his night came to an end He tried to grasp for his last friend And pretend that he could wish himself Health on a four-leaf clover He said, is this the return to us? The grass is dead, the gold is brown, and the sky has claws. There's a wind-up man walking round and round. What once was Hamburg City is now a crystal town. Three o'clock in the morning, you get a phone call from the queen with a hundred heads. She says that they're all dead She tried the last one All they couldn't speak fell off And now she just a wonders the halls Thinking nothing Thinking nothing at all She said, is this the return to us? The grass is dead The gold is brown And the sky has claws Wind-up man walking round and round What once was Emerald City is now a crystal town we 
Scissors-y, is it? No, but beautiful piano, though. Yeah, it's very good. Well, I was impressed. If I have to criticise it, mm. uh, it's before they got a drummer, so it was all a drum machine. Uh, it's a bit... Ish. Bit but plastic. Apart from that, you know, it's well done. And very deep, I think. Well, mm. it, was really, it was almost like some kind of um, prog rock. So well done, Scissor Sisters. Yes, thank you. Now here's another song that I should probably already know, but don't. Thank you. Would you like to tell us about this? It's the Queen song. Ah, the Invisible Man. I have to have yeah. a bit of Fred, bit of Monsieur. See, I, I'm completely unaware of this. I don't have any huge gaps in my musical awareness. I do believe but, uh, they wrote it on um, Hemming. Is it Hemingway, the Invisible Man? No. Oh, no, I got wrong one. H.G. Wells. That's the one. I'm glad you're listening. Mm-hmm. Glad you're the Invisible Man, the classic uh, science fiction story from the 19th century, which mm. has led to all sorts of films and, and TV programmes. And do you remember the Invisible Man with David McCallum? I think it might be before my time. Late 70s. I might have just been about two then. Oh, that's amazing. Was that? Was well, no, but at the time I thought it was. Uh, I've been looking into a lot of the Queen videos lately, a lot about. Freddie mm, and mm. how marvellously arty. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> well, okay. Well, let's hear it. It's quite, it's quite punk, puff, puff, funky, isn't it? Yeah, I like it. It's I quite like a it. sort of driving beat to it. So, the Invisible Man by Quinn. I think the first voice you hear is Roger Taylor. <laughs> Little Roger Taylor there, banging away on his drums. It's just cute, isn't it? It's like, oh, brilliant! It's like a drunk clanger. Incredible how you can
Just saying uh, that that would sound good with the banjo, <laughs> the bluegrass version. Yeah, okay, well, we must now turn our attention to our regular free trial. <gasps> Acapella Corner. Yay! That corner of the radio reserved for music without instruments. I love it. Now, you chose the song... The, the song Wuthering Heights by Miss Catherine Bush mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I thought well I know a version of that which always makes me gasp with awe <laughs> and it's the Sons of Pitches are you familiar with this version? I don't think so well, I've played it on the show before about 20-30 shows ago 15 shows ago Six, oh, some shows ago <laughs> I played this uh, I really like it it was Sons of Pitches they did a, a contest on the BBC for acapella groups and they oh. won and this is one of the songs where the, other, the groups got to choose songs for each other and they, this was chosen for them because it's ridiculously difficult and they did sort of upbeat funny stuff normally 
And uh, this is what they came up with, and I think this is just amazing. So please enjoy Wuthering Heights, The Sons of Pitches. Full of the you know, dynamics and stunning. Like, you know, that, <gasps> it's a ghost at the window. You can oh, see the drama by it's oh, brilliant, brilliant. Well, well done. Thank chat. you for sharing that with me That's in my perfect. ears. Right. That's wonderful. You're, you're welcome. Felix Doe Radio 107.5 FM. They might be giants. Boy. They might be giants. Moving swiftly on. Yes. They might be giants. Uh, we always have to play They Might Be Giants. This one is called Flow Wheeler, which is uh, based on a character from a comic book. Mm. Nonetheless, a book. Mm. So I, I don't really know anything about the character. I haven't uh, researched it much. But anyway, this is a song allegedly about that character. Mm. Come on, champs. Give it to us. Put me in a trend 
right, all right. Thank you, chaps. Thank you. Mm. Good. Well, I think that I am going to have to play the voices again. Yes, please. Because there's confusion, abounding, abounding confusion, confusion, yes. I consider the short story the most difficult form of prose writing. They don't like to travel away from home. They just want to eat and be left alone. I mean, don't we all? Mm. Okay, well, I'm going to play you a song. Now, have you heard of Noisettes? Somewhere yeah, they're in a, my repertoire of records in my brain. Oh, they're an indie rock band. You may know them for their s- number two single, Don't Upset the Riven. Oh, yeah, I know who you mean. Yeah. Well, did you also know that they did a song called Atticus, which is about To Kill a Mockingbird? I do. Oh, you do I know? do, yes. To oh. Kill a Mockingbird is one of my favourites. Well, here's that song for you now. Excellent, Mockingbird is to silence the song that seduces you. Why? Cause you need that desire in your heart to survive. And you need that burning fire in your soul to know you're still alive. So catch me when I fall. Or did I dive at your delight In my heart I can fly And I cannot disguise my love There is no time And I wouldn't know how Constellations to I am at a cuss now Remember what I lost like hot coals in my hand from days gone by Like Pandora adored the euphoria's her heart raised Like love lost, you've got to try instrument that I've ever had to play In my heart I can fly And I cannot disguise my love There is no time And I wouldn't know how to The constellations to
Based on that, I feel they ought to be better known. Yeah, well, whatever happened to them in the end? Uh, I don't know if the end has come for for them. Uh, but, uh, you know, it was 2009 when they... Um, was it they really? Had their, so it was just like ten years ago, my she's, goodness me. She's just stunning. And she has a very fancy name. What is mm. it? It is Shingai Shoniwa. Oh, and the I other guy is called Dan Smith. Love it, Mr Smith. <laughs> <laughs> so stunning, and her fashion was amazing. Hmm. Oh, what's this? New album. Oh, hello. A new album out now. Oh, look at that then. Contact. Uh, live dates <gasps> on their website. Oh, it's a empty section. Oh, oh dear. Well, that's oh, not good, is it? That's, uh, perhaps the, uh, perhaps the, uh, the rats have left the sinking ship. Mm. It's not really me to say really no they're still going according to wikipedia but don't uh, trust everything you read on wikipedia well, the new album mm. on their website actually came out in um in 2012 so mm. Mm. they have been touring with uh more than with muse and lady gaga I did lady not know. gaga yeah muse your favorite well, it's not my favourite, but... Well, um, one of your favourites. Yes, yes. Well, OK, then. Let's move along. Move along. Nothing more to see here, ladies and gentlemen. But there is something to hear. There's the voices. I consider the short story the most difficult form of prose writing. And I consider that voice the most difficult form of voice. I have got no Scooby-Doo You know, I have heard that voice before. No. It's a very well-known voice. Not doing it very well. They don't like to travel away from home. They just want to eat and be left alone. Oh, yes, I want to eat and be left alone. Fifi's brought some bananas in, ladies and gentlemen. She yeah. has two bananas sitting there crossed like a skull and crossed bananas <laughs> on the desk in case in case they should ripen enough for us to eat them later. You never know, just a tiny bit green. Yeah, yeah. Tiny bit green. I have to say, I found in my car a big box of Quality Street and I was going to bring it in, and I forgot. And I was going to make a quip about Quality Street being one of Dickens' novels, and I was going to go into a whole, a whole piece about that. But and the characters would have been uh, like the strawberry cream, and the strawberry cream would have been the well-meaning prostitute, you know, and then there would have been the, uh, there would have been Miss Toffee Penny. And, uh, you know, I could have made a whole thing out of it. But I didn't bring them in, so I haven't got the inspiration, so. Oh, but instead All we've got, got is two bananas, two greenish 
If I'm honest. Bob, my mum's called Joan. All right, Bob, yes, Joan, he's behind him. Don't you? You're falling downstairs. Oh, I can't eat them now. You've given them names. Oh, I love doing that. Bob and Joan. Bob you're and drawing... Joan, all right, Bob, yeah. You're drawing little faces. I'm off just to see Peter. I'm off to go to the corner shop to get my morning post, my morning post dear. All oh, right, you're then. Taking I'm the mickey out of me, Joan. Oh, I've done that. <laughs> no, dinner's in the oven. I'm just out to see Claude. Wicked. Who's Claude? Short for Claudette. Oh, that's all right then. I won't have you seen another Nana. <laughs> I'm not really that restrictive, ladies and gentlemen. Me and Joan, we're, we're, we're like that. We're no, like that. We're like that. Two cross bananas. Two cross bananas. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Together forever. more from Bob and Joan later ladies and gentlemen you can't jug a book by its cover that's the wrong one again I don't believe that it's this one now desperate desperate can't judge apple by looking at a tree you can't judge honey by looking at the bee you can't judge a daughter by looking at the mother you can't judge a book by looking at the cover oh can't you see oh you misjudge me i look like a farmer but i'm a lover can't judge a book by looking at the cover I gotta say, you got your radio turned down too low. Turn it up. Ow. You can't judge sugar by looking at the cane. You can't judge a woman by looking at her man. You can't judge a sister by looking at her brother. You can't judge a book by. Looking at the cover, oh, can't you see? Oh, you misjudged me. Well, I look like a farmer, but I'm a lover. Can't judge a book by looking at the cover, come on. Oh, how am I doing, baby? You can't judge right from looking at the wrong You can't judge one by looking at the other You can't judge a book by looking at the cover Oh, can't you see? Oh, you can't judge me Ain't like a farmer, but I'm a lover Can't judge a book by looking at the cover
on 107.5 FM and felixstoweradio.org.uk in association with Felixstowe Academy. This, this is Felixstowe Radio. Sunday Frog Box with Andy Kimber on Felixstowe Radio. 107.5 FM. There's much, much more. Yes, there is much more. There is. Possibly not from Bob and Joan, though. No. They had to expand their role. They're actually off to have a cup of tea with Arnold in the cupboard, actually. (sighs) You see, now, I want want a banana now. I fancy a banana. But I can't. I can't. Bob and Joan. Bob and Joan, no. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, It's time for a big, huge clue, I think. I think a good idea. No, it's a clue! Yes, I'm going to play you a song... Which is based, which is about, which mentions a film based on a book by one of the two characters whose voices we've got. Did you get that? So it's a song which mentions a film based on a book by one of the two people. So, fastest finger first. Do you remember this? What about breakfast at 
something it was a deep blue something definitely was a deep blue something yes they are best known for that song 1995's wow. breakfast at tiffany's um, that might help pay the mortgage if it's well, a one hit it wonder probably, it probably does they gave up in 2001 and then they started up again in 2014 oh really that's nice so singles oh yeah that was the first single then there's a lot of stuff i've never heard of the, that's incredible really isn't it that was like number one in the uk number five in the u.s next single next year 102 in the u.s whoa next one 27 in the uk and then nothing for no hits for any of their other songs so, know what they did wrong but mm. uh it's a bit of a i'd feel disappointed you know, if i just if i just come number five in the charts and I'd put out another record, and I'd come 102 in the charts. I'd feel a bit they bought an album out with the first single, might be yeah, right, but that's, we oh, it's so, so mm. difficult, isn't it? And of course now, that, what it means is if they ever do go anywhere, everyone will want to hear that one mm. song and won't mm. care about anything else they play. No, exactly. Like Ralph McTell and uh, Streets of London. Mm, that old number. Mm. Yeah, so well, we can't solve their problems for them, ladies and gentlemen. We possibly can solve your problem in not getting these voices because that was a huge clue. I consider the short story the most difficult form of prose writing. And indeed, both Ali and my mum have correctly identified that, finally, as Truman Capote, the author of Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, I was. I didn't know the answer, but I knew on the same. Yes. Yeah. Well, I did make it quite clear that that's... That helped a lot. (laughs) Let's have a clue for the other one now, shall we? They don't like to travel away from home. They just want to eat and be left alone. Hmm. Some sort of creature. Some sort of creature, yes. But what sort of creature? Get any guesses? Those little green things aren't very nice. Not green. Not green. By water. middle of the earth in the land of Shire lives a brave little hobbit whom we all admire with his long wooden pipe fuzzy woolly toes. He lives in a hobbit hole and everybody knows him. Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins, he's only three feet tall. Bilbo, Bilbo 
bravest little hobbit of them all. Now hobbits are peace-loving folks, you know. They're never in a hurry and they take things slow. They don't like to travel away from home. They just like to eat and be left alone. But one day Bilbo was asked to go on a big adventure to the caves below to help some dwarves get back their gold that was stolen by a dragon in the days of old Bilbo. Bilbo Baggins, only three feet tall. Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins, the bravest little hobbit of them all. Well, he fought with the goblins. He battled a troll. He riddled with Gollum. A magic ring he stole. He was chased by wolves, lost in the forest, escaped in a barrel from the elf king's halls. Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins, the bravest little hobbit of them all. Home in the land of Shire, that brave little hobbit whom we all admire, just sitting on a treasure of silver and gold, a puffin' on his pipe in his hobbit ho ho, Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins, he's only three feet tall, Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins, the bravest little hobbit of them all, Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> Funny. Leonard Nimoy, for some reason, did that. <laughs> the video, have you seen the video? It's, it's the campiest thing ever. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> With all these 60s women doing the, the most ridiculous dance you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> And he's like, he's just like sitting yeah. at one knee up with his slacks on, <laughs> sitting on the rocks, with his Spock haircut, just just calmly in singing. I don't understand what enticed him to do that. Oh, Thankfully, he never yeah. followed up with anything else. That was uh, I have to wonder what uh, what my mum's been up to because she's gone off. She's gone down a completely different path. I mean, obviously, we've been talking about uh, you know what was the creature and everything, and uh, it's hobbits, okay. Mum was going, is it a gorilla, the creature, not the actor? And then she goes, is it Sigourney Weaver? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think, why would it be Sigourney Weaver? She says, well, she was in Gorillas in the Mist. Excellent. But she was. You're right, Sigourney Weaver was in Gorillas in the Mist, but no, that has nothing to do with, with this person. Oh, that's not, that's not a person at all, it's this person. They don't like to travel away from home, they just want to eat and be left alone. She appears to be quoting from the song we've just heard. Oh. Did you not get that? No. I mean, I did, like, I went, eh, eh, when they were actually singing. Oh, right. oh never no, mind. It was a bit slow. Never mind. Anyway, so. Having a bit of a. There's kind of a hobbity thing going on there. That's the clue. No more clues. Because it'll make it too easy for you. Because, you know, you've got to work like a hamster for your food. You've got mm. to work it. You should just hide your food around so the hamster can dig it out and do a little bit of work. You shouldn't just give it to them. You've got to hide it, hide it up so they can. They can Isn't that encouraging mice? You don't hide it around the house, you hide it around his cage. Oh, right, sorry. Encouraging mice. <laughs> That's encouraging mice. You know, encouraging mice. They're the sort of mice who help other mice. <laughs> you know, the mice are a bit down. Like, they haven't got the Samaritan service. They've got the a service of encouraging mice. <laughs> How you doing? And maybe if you bob the banana was to find that 
Joan, his love, had suddenly been decapitated and ruthlessly eaten. Well, it's because she went to whoever that lady's house was, Lynn. Just like her skin oh. lying on the table. Then Bob might be a bit depressed. But he was going to <laughs> she see... went off on a banana boat. <laughs> now he's gone to see the encouraging mice. Oh, <laughs> this, this terrible. This is... I'm sorry, I'm keep oh, giggling. Joan. No, she's eating. Well, she's in front of me, they ripped her head off right in front of me. Bob, I've got a question for you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, oh, well, thanks very much for having me trying to help. <laughs> yeah? What's your question for Bob? How are you going to um, iron your white fronts now? Is she, your wife's left you. Are you some kind of idiot? <laughs> yes. Bananas don't wear white fronts. No. No. They don't, do they? They've got nothing to keep in them. No. <laughs> okay, thank you, Bob. Uh, Bye, Bob. It's been a pleasure. Doesn't look very happy, to be honest. Right, so um, I don't know what I was doing or, or, or indeed why. Okay, well, yes, we've. <clears throat> thank you for suggesting The Legend of Bilbo Baggins by Leonard Nimoy. That was also suggested by Paul Andrews, who I mentioned before. Hello, Mr. Andrews. He probably is. He'll probably be listening later when I put it on the website. Okay. See you uh, later, Mr. Andrews. Shout out to you. This is past us saying hello to present you, which is now future you as far as we're concerned. Mm, it is. Mm. Anyway, let's go to Let's Up the Ante, because you've said Bilbo Baggins. The Hobbit, I say, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Yep, 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 yep. They're taking the Hobbits to Isengard. familiar with the uh, they no, taking the no, Hobbits to Isengard? No, that was quite entertaining. Sort of a meme yes. from a few years ago. A, yes. A chap called Erwin Beekveldt did that. Ah. I imagine he's Dutch by yes. his name. Mm. Possibly South African. But anyway, that's a, that was a big old thing on the internet. And, uh, no, I, I thank you for taking the Hobbits to Isengard. Enlightening my ears with that. Virgin. The thing that makes me smile about most about that is that 
Tell me where is Gandalf, for I much desire to speak with him. <laughs> Tell me where is Gandalf, for I much desire to speak with him. Yeah. I don't even think he was said, he probably said Mithrandir, because that's how they refer to Gandalf in the, in the elves. It's his name. Anyway, never mind. Uh, <clears throat> the second hobbit's to Isengard. And in other news, Bob is still sad. Oh. Encouraging Sorry, mice. Bob, I do apologise. Doing the best they can, they might just have to pull him out of his misery at some point. But anyway, <coughs> that's that. Can I ask you a question? Yes, you may ask me a question, of course. Um, what's your favourite book? My favourite book? Hmm, I like red ones. Uh, it's a difficult book. thing, isn't it? It's a very difficult thing, because it's very, you know, genres, different genres and everything. I mean, Lord of the Rings at one point would certainly have been my favourite book. I think in terms of, if you want me to pick a book, mm. which, there are two, which I found more transformative in my thoughts than any others. And those two books would be Ishmael by Daniel Quinn, mm-hmm. which ostensibly is about a talking gorilla, but in fact it's a, it's a, it's a commentary on our behaviour as humans. It's fascinating and also mind-bending. Even more mind-bending is The... Go- uh, oh, what's it called? Oh, come on, it's dropped right out of my head. It's a book by uh, Scott Adams, the Dilbert guy. Uh, and it's about... Well, I don't think it's about. It's, it's just... He says it's a sport, a, a, not a sport experiment, it's a thought experiment about uh, reality and everything and the way it uh, it is. And I'm just burbling because I'm trying to find the name of the flipping book. Like, reality. Like, God's Debris. Okay. It's called God's Debris. And it's uh, quite in, 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 in flinglebing. Do you ever go to the library? Or uh, do you rather... The what? Do you ever, no, exactly. Do you buy your books on... Um, no. Uh, I don't really often buy a book. I maybe get a couple for Christmas sometimes. That's but, the thing, they're having the phone, yeah. the mobile phone. Mm. Everything's to your fingertips, isn't it? Yes. Point? Fingertips. Fingertips. Mm. The song by... They might be giants to be played a few weeks ago. Anyway, shall we have a fabulous fact? Oh, I think we should. Hello, this is Fabulous Fifi's Facts. Rowling is the best-selling book series in history. The first novel in the series... Sorry, Rowling, as in that other woman. JK. That's the one. Apparently the first novel in the series, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, has sold in excess of 120 million copies, making it one of the best-selling books of all time. Interesting. I Actually, for it to be the best-selling book of all... One of the best-selling books of all time, 120 million doesn't actually sound like that many. Mm, are you a fan of the old Harrys? I am. Mm. I, I enjoyed reading the books up until uh, The Goblet of Fire, which is about three times longer than the previous books. And, and then... And this is particularly so in the, in, the, in the films. All the fun went out of it. It just became bleak. And, you know, the first couple were the best. The first three, maybe. You know, there's wonder and there's fun and there's magical stuff and goings on and shenanigans. And... But after that, it all becomes very serious. 
especially when you get to the the deathly hallows and they're trogging all over mm. the place camping out trying to find more cruxes and there's all tension and there's nothing very interesting or funny about any of it i tried some glasses on yesterday so i needed new ones just a little bit like harry potter so i had to put them back but apparently inside the trump white house by michael wolf is also one of the best-selling books of 2018 is that on your book cabinet? Inside the Trump House? Yes. Hmm. Inside the Trump White House. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's a... I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. But we've got competitions regarding the writing of between Rodal and Mr. Williams. Roald Dahl and Williams? Mm. Yeah, I think David Williams is a natural successor to Roald Dahl. Mm. But don't forget, it's also Where's Wally? Because we always have to find Where's Arnold, you see. It's the same kind of category. Where's Williams? Where's Williams? You know, in America it's not Where's Wally, it's Where's Waldo. Waldo? Mm. Is he, does he have a red and white stripe? No, it's the same character. It's just that Americans oh. call him Waldo. Why is that? We call him Wally because I presume they thought that Waldo wasn't a name that British people would recognise. So they call him Wally, which is very much a name that British people would recognise. Funny old thing. In uh, at uh, rock concerts and like festivals, people shout out Wally often. Shout out Wally. Do they? Yes. Well, they used to. I thought it was Alan. Wally. Alan. 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 Apparently, the reason people do that is because at Glastonbury one year, some fellow had lost his dog. His name was Wally, and he was wandering around going Wally, and people kept copying him and. Came a thing. Did he ever find his dog? I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I'm going to say yes because I'm going to take so much misery in one day. Poor Bob. Why don't you eat Bob? <sighs> his feelings. Oh, sorry, Bob. I don't eat him because he's still green at the top, and I haven't managed to get his head off yet. No, no. I'll just stab him first. No. <sighs> 107.5 FM. Hello. The most music. Now then, we've had the, the Ballad of Bilbo Baggins, and we've had their taking the Hobbits to Isengard. So I'm going to say, from the ridiculous to the sublime, because thank you, game, because this is something... I'm a big Peter Gabriel fan. Mm, mm. I did not know of this. Mm-hmm. And you've picked it, and I'm going to play it. The Book of Love by Peter Gabriel. Obviously, when you said The Book of Love, I was thinking, who wrote The Book of Love? You know, that old song. Who wrote, who wrote the book of love? Chapter one, chapter two, you something or other. Chapter three, you book up. Tell me who wrote the book of that one. It's not that one, is it? Oh, you mean that one? Yes. No, it's not that one. Million selling song from the probably late 50s or early 60s. Anyway, no, it's this one, which. He's, I mean, well done, everybody involved with this. This is the Book of Love, Peter Gabriel. Long and boring No one can lift it 
instructions for dancing But I I love it when you read to me And you You can read me anything The book of love music in it In fact that's where music comes from Some of it's just transcendental Some of it's just really dumb But I I love it when you sing to me And you Absolutely beautiful. Well, you've just you've just found out where that's from, haven't mm. you? So well, I, I I thought I'd heard it from somewhere. Shall, it's from the um, soundtrack from Shall We Dance with um, Old Funny Face. Richard Gere. That's the one. Yeah. Jonathan Lopez. So, in Sarah. fact, we should have had one of these. Music from the movies. What's one of those? It's a jingle. Music from the movies. Is that music of the movies? That I play whenever we play music from the movies. Oh, that was amazing. Music from the movies. Thank you. I think that was from music from the movies. Yes, it's from music from the movies. What did you think he said? I just thought that was hilarious. Hmm. Uh, oh, I made that myself. Thank you. Music from the movies. Yeah. That's the sound, <laughs> that's the sound from Inception. 
And there's me going, oh, music oh, from the movies. We're with... going back to Peter Gabriel, I thought it was a really lovely piece of music. Music from the movies. Yes, it was. Quite catchy. It was. What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> That's a beautiful piece of music. It, it is. It's Did not you by him. Not by him. Too. I haven't seen that film. Oh, I think it might be a little bit too um, femaley, chicky. Are you thing. saying it's a chick flick? That's the one. <laughs> that's a very, that's a very gender normative thing to say. If well, I then I think something. you might like it if you have a box of tissues. And Are you implying that a, a man cannot enjoy something? No, because I know many men who like a good old chick flick. I mean, <laughs> saying no names. Yeah, just as I know many women who enjoy a good action movie. Yes. My mother being one of them. She likes a bit of it. She likes a die hard. I've never met your mum. No. Well, she, I mean, she said hello. In fact, she said hello in Welsh. She sent me an email, because I don't get any emails on this show, and she said hello in Welsh to you and to me. Oh, hello, I don't know mom. how to pronounce it. It looks like Cruso. Apparently she's learning Welsh now. This is news to me. Bonjour, that's French. But, correct. It's just, there's no, there's no, ciao. there's no flies on you, is there? It's, yeah, that's it's Italian. Guy ciao, that just means hey, I mean, it's good, hello, goodbye, whatever. Hello, goodbye, you, mm. yes. Buongiorno. Buongiorno. Our, uh, uh, the, the debt bass player we've been having in our band. <laughs> is Diego, his name's Diego, and he's from Italy. Mm-hmm. Hello, Diego. Diego Damigella, Damigella. Which means... Bridesmaid, his surname. So he's basically Dave Bridesmaid. Diego da Miguel. And Ali keeps getting to say, you know, we play comfort, comfortably numb. And Ali keeps getting in to say it. He says, comfortably numb, comfortably numb, like that. He's young, he's young, comfortably numb. That's exactly how he talks. How do you know this gentleman? Well, you know, Ali found him as a dep for, uh, for Chaz because Chaz is off at the moment, oh. recovering from illness. And, is he well? Is he? How is he alright? He's he's recovering. He's he's coming back soon. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. He's a little bit weak after the chemo, but uh, he's uh, no further complications. So That's he'll be back. Fabulous. He'll be back. Yes, he will be back. She's my earthquake. I just invoked Arnold there by saying he'll be back. Hello, Arnie. Get to the cupboard. Get to the back of the cupboard, Arnold. Is he all right? I've not seen him for a long time. Is well, the, he's going to be he's old, isn't he? a little bit grey around the, the, the gills, isn't yes. he? Yes, yeah. I don't even know if that's the real Arnold or whether it's one of these clones left over from True... from uh, Not True Lies, which is the film... Uh, eighth, the eighth, eighth Day? It's not Kindergarten, then. Not Kindergarten Cop? Hmm. Drink your milk. <laughs> Leave the hamster alone. Get to the... Get to the... Get to the... To the lunchroom. <laughs> No. Get to the get to the get to the. You could do a little bit of um, yeah. undermilk wood. Me, Mrs. Diver, one capital sure and all corset. You have to be Richard Burton to do undermilk wood. Harry Seacombe. Do you have ever played Harry Seacombe? Harry Seacombe, boy for sale. Yes. Harry Seacombe's a cool. If I ruled the world, every day would be the first day of spring. This is like Morrissey. 
No, that would be. Every day will be the first day of spring. I only know four notes. My band is really good, but I'm going to drone them out with this droning noise. Don't look at him, look at the daffodils I'm waving around. Blah, blah, blah. And he sings the classics on <laughs> Felix Do Radio, 107.5 FM. <laughs> 107.F. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, dear, dear. Anyway, where are we? Let's have some Joni Mitchell. Now, this is somebody I don't really know an awful lot of. Ah, you'll know this song. This, right. you'll, you'll probably know this song. Um, this is based on uh, a, a book um, that she was reading at the time uh, about... You know, someone was talking about seeing, seeing the clouds from above while they were in a plane, and then she had that experience. And so it's called that, Both that Sides is, Now. But that is such a cool experience, mm. like going through the clouds on so an airplane. So it's like about how she's seen the clouds from both sides wow. now. And it's a great oh, song. It's a classic song. Joni Mitchell. Rose and flows of angel hair And ice cream castles in the Everywhere I've looked at clouds that we but now they only block the sun, they rain and snow on everyone. So many things I would have done, but clouds got in my way. I've looked at clouds from
that life that weird But now old friends are acting strange They shake their heads They say I've changed Well something's lost But something's gained In living every day I've looked at life from both sides now FM Felixstowe Radio Sunday Frogbox with Andy Kimber on Felixstowe Radio 107.5 FM Don Quixote Oh yes fabulous you you like that do you Isn't it with um oh the film with um yes dream, the impossible dream Man of La Mancha, yeah. you're thinking of the mm. show. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. The original uh, full title of the book Mr. is O'Toole, The you? Ingenious Nobleman Sir Quixote of La Mancha. Oh, really? Mm. By Man- Miguel de Cervantes. Miguel de Cervantes. Oh, the Royal From the Golden, the, the Spanish Golden Age. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, Don Quixote. The Man of the Mancha, The Impossible Dream, mm. referenced in uh, Quantum Leap, starring uh, Scott Bakula. Oh, that was Because uh, that was kind it? of there. He was like chasing the impossible dream, and he was like the man of the man. Yeah, so it's oh. all part of the thing. But anyway, Nick Kershaw. <gasps> He's a local boy, isn't he? He's is a local boy. His hair is no longer as impressive as it was in the early 80s. His hair had a life of its own. It was essentially its own creature. It's just big and it had a lovely shape to it. Is that linking to your voices? No. Creature, you have to feed them. No, no, because... Leave them alone. If you remember, Fifi, we've already established that the first one is Truman Capote. Truman Capote. And the second one is related in some way to Hobbits. Because she was quoting from the very song that we then played. I know. Hobbits. Hobbits. <sighs> Nothing to do with Nick Kershaw, as far as I know, was not a hobbit. If he was, he'd been absurdly tall for a hobbit. And I never saw his toes, but I mean... I don't really want to see them. Fluffy, no. woolly toes. Uh, Thank you very much. Leonard Nimoy seemed to... Whereabouts is he from, then, Blake? I believe it's Wivenhoe. Is it really? Mm. Oh. He now makes guitars, I believe. Mm. And 
and so on. He was on that BBC programme about going back to school the other day. Was he? Mm. Nick Kershaw? Mm. 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 What happened to the C in his name? Don't know. Lost it a long time ago. Anyway, he did a song called Don Quixote. And uh, we're going to play it for you right now. Only I've cut off the first literally over a minute of weird noises, because that's all there is, is weird noises. I've just gone cut straight to the chase. Don Quixote, Nick Kershaw.
Always very well produced and stuff. Mm. Very good. Very tight. Very good. Very fresh. Very original. Interesting chord progressions and what have you. Well done, Nick. Well done, Mr. Gershaw. Well, I think we're going to have some radio head now. Oh. This is your pick. This um, reminds me of the days on the Island of Wight at Medina High School in the sixth form common room. Mm-hmm. Never really, never really, I don't think understood them as much as I do now. Very interesting <coughs> band. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so tight. Elaborates. Well, Why are they interesting? Where they they write their music and it's just so different. Hmm. I think when you're a young child of, we are teenage on the Isle of Wight. That's what that's why I like independent, you know, bit of a Brit child as I was, like blur. Yes, I found them impenetrably mournful. Yeah, very, very much. Hmm. So you have to be in the mood to listen to them. Yeah. But then when you haven't listened to them for quite some time, you think, oh, hello. A bit like REM in a way. Yeah, I saw I am live, you know. Not with a silver teapot. No, I wish they'd cheer up, though. Anyway, um, yes, we're going to play Paranoid Android, which, of course, is a reference to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Mm. as far as we know. Mm. Uh, One of my favourite books, indeed. One of my favourite authors. My favourite author, probably. Douglas Adams. Nah, there you go. Thank you. Yes, well, I was... Stories about Douglas Adams, but I probably mentioned it before. But I, well, I'm not going to mention that because we're running out of time. So I'm just going to play Paranoid Android by Radiohead. You're welcome.
going to fade them out because they say we're running out of time and that is, uh, Ali's reminded me the video for that was as weird as... Uh, but to be honest with you, I agree with Ali, there's only so much you can take of that. So I can't. Oh, great decision there, I Ali. can't. Thank uh, you, moving on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a bit depressing. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. on. thank you very much for coming into our literary whatever this was and thank you for choosing all those stuffs. We're going to finish with the Moon Over Bourbon Street from Mr. Sting. Thank you. Good night. There's a moon over Bourbon Street tonight I see faces as they pass beneath the pale lamp light I've no choice but to follow that call The bright lights, the people, and the moon and all I pray every day to be strong For I know what I do must be wrong Or you'll never see my shade Or hear the sound of my feet While there's a moon over Bourbon ago that I became what I am I was trapped in this life like an innocent lamb now I can never show my face at noon and you'll only see me walking by the light of the moon rim of my hat hides the eye of a beast I'm the face of a sinner but the hands of a priest oh you'll never see my shade or hear the sound of my feet while there's a moon over bourbon I destroy and destroy the thing I love.
Don't drink and drive.